Your Money, Caroline Wright takes a look at what impact high rates are having on consumer spending. Good morning, Caroline. Good morning. In times of high interest rates and high inflation, many of us may rein in personal spending, which means that retailers need to work harder to get us to splash our cash. I'm joined now by Kai Tang, who is head of Hong Kong at the fintech platform Adian, which analyzes retail trends and looks at how technology can help improve customer experiences. Thank you for joining me, Kai. Thank you very much for having me, Carolyn. So let's talk about what customers are expecting nowadays. Things like loyalty rewards, discounts, and maybe the personalized shopping experience, for example. Yeah, perfect. That's a great start. And I think take, to take it a step back, I think Hong Kong historically has always been very heavily based on tourism, right? Um, so there's always been an influx of travelers from whether it's mainland China or international travelers. But I think due to the pandemic um, over the last three or four years, we've seen a big reliance on the domestic consumers, right? Yeah. And really, that that's when it's becoming proven critical for a lot of retailers to focus on actually customer loyalty because they had no longer net new customers coming in. So they really had to harness what was sort of existing and living in Hong Kong. And in, in terms of that, we've seen actually the significance of personalization for customers because 70% of customers actually stated that they would prefer more personalized, uh, tailored experience when it comes to shopping. They want their retailers and their, the shops that they normally go to to recognize where they like to shop, where they like to spend their money on what different channels, whether that's online or in-store, right? And what this means is, as part of this, it's more important for the, the retailers and merchants to really harness data. And historically, payment data has been one area that is highly neglected um, because it's really been an area where traditionally banks have maybe focused on this and banks really don't focus on sort of technology and innovation so much. Now, talking about making things seamless, how important is it that payments are smooth and simple, even when you're dealing with a, a retailer who might actually be located abroad? Maybe they operate in a different currency as a result. Yeah, that's a really great question because, again, as uh, our retail report indicated that, whilst obviously can, merchants and retailers have really focused on trying to drive loyalty in Hong Kong, um, but a lot of them have also looked at expansions overseas into markets like Canada or Australia or obviously in China as well. And when it comes to this, is um, our re retail report that we ran earlier this year um, indicated that consumers, 66% of them actually indicated that if they would potentially abandon um, a website shopping experience if they weren't provided with the payment methods that they would like to shop on. And 21% when they are shopping on overseas sites, they would actually abandon if their payment methods aren't available to them, right? So providing that array and that flexibility of payment methods to those consumers is extremely important to provide a, a close-to-home experience for them. So what, what about things like buying online and then collecting in store or checking items out in a physical store and then purchasing online? How important is it to have that kind of flexibility uh, nowadays for a retailer? Yeah, I think that during the, obviously the pandemic and COVID, it's really driven consumers to be more familiar with online shopping, right? So traditionally, maybe the younger generations were more astute with obviously online shopping, um, but we definitely saw uh, people starting to do more e-commerce and online shopping for even the older generations. Um, so in that essence, 
whilst that's grown in importance, what we what we found was actually still a high, very high percentage of consumers still prefer the uh, physical store experience, right? But that's not to say that online was about, has been abandoned. Is they actually expect the experience that they've had online to also be available in store as well. So as an example of being able to go into a store, maybe the product's not available, but they can actually still use a in-store um, online experience to make be make a purchase and have those goods delivered to them. Um, the other aspects of it are things like being able to buy online and actually return to store. Because if you think about Hong Kong, it's a very densely populated places with shops pretty much at most MTR stops you'll find, right? So it's very convenient for people to make a purchase. And if they actually find out, actually, this is maybe not the right size or the right products, go into store to return that. Historically, this has often uh, been hampered by actually customers using different providers for payments online and offline. So it's very difficult for them to consolidate and reconcile those when people make a purchase online and then actually go to physical stores to return them, which is often why a lot of customers and sorry, retailers don't actually offer that. It really helps facilitate this whole process. And what we've actually seen is with retailers that do enable online purchases and offline or vice versa, it actually increases the ticket value in terms of what they're actually selling because customers who return in store often end up browsing around and end up picking up more items than they expected um, rather than going through a simple online re refund process where they're not really browsing the website um, to make additional purchases um, but when they're standing around it sort of facilitates that so it's a great opportunity to upsell really absolutely now that's one interesting thing you you, you brought up there and what i was going to ask you next is how much economic benefit can getting all of these things right bring to a retailer and clearly that's already one example what are there any other examples yeah for sure um i think in terms of technology it's really a case of there's big things like operational efficiencies right um, I think it's evident in the market, in, in the service industry, whether it's retailers or whether it's F&B, it's been hard to hire labour. Um, so we've seen a lot of shift from retailers to focus more on technology, where customers maybe have things like self-checkout kiosks to reduce the number of um, checkout counters they need and the number of staff they have. And then in service industry as well, having mobile ordering on the, on the tables where you can look at the menus and obviously you can also sometimes pay in the restaurants via the online checkout, right? So having these different aspects of technology to facilitate and reduce the sort of labor intensity has been a big uplift um, in terms of that and operational efficiency. The other side of it is actually integrating your systems um, in terms of getting more data and insights, as I said, um, around your customers, because often when you have different channels that you engage with your customers on, it's, it becomes quite disparate and siloed in terms of how you run your marketing, how you run your uh, logistics, your inventory management. But by having actually a, a much better view of an understanding of your customers and your data, it makes you it makes our retailers and our merchants much more focused in terms of how they actually plan on targeting their customers, what inventory is actually selling well. So in terms of the cost reductions in that aspect, it's actually been quite dramatic that we've seen because they are able to really focus on buying the right products and having them stored in the stores at the right locations. And even when they're running marketing promotions, it's not a mass market promotion anymore. It's really tailored towards which consumers and viable which channel and how much of a problem has the the thing i mentioned at the very beginning these these higher interest rates and the high inflation been for retailers are consumers kind of you know keeping their wallets closed a bit more than they used to i think in times of high inflation it is inevitable for I guess consumers to be more focused in terms of penny saving, right? Um, again, it's it's an unstable market, so consumers are tending to find, trying to look for better deals. Um, they're trying to find maybe or wait for sales periods to really make that purchase, right? Because again, and sometimes it's a case of novelty goods or luxury goods, etc., may become secondary, right? 
Um, but at the same instance, we we see that the, this is an opportunity for some of the retailers to really enhance their sort of customer experience and what we talked about in terms of harnessing more data to better understand their customers. Um, so therefore, with this in mind, it really grants them an opportunity to focus on how they can actually provide a better experience by being more focused in their campaigns. So again, very simple examples of if they traditionally sent out leaflets and flyers and promotions, let's find out who is actually this going to be applicable for who's actually been reading this who's actually been redeeming these in stores right and by using payment data you can actually sort of leverage that with the rest of your sort of crm data and other customer wider data to really focus on sending that to the relevant target market and using sort of more payment data essentially helps you harness that whole experience and make it more seamless for i guess merchants and subsequently bring down the cost which is obviously something which is very close to everyone's heart at the moment absolutely absolutely fascinating to get your insights. Thank you so much for joining me today. As Kai Tang, the head of Hong Kong at the fintech pa- platform Adyen. Thank you very much, Karen. It was a pleasure.